Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen, and... Me, Kate Thompson. Uh, Welcome back, listeners. (laughs) Uh, Before we jump into this episode, we just want to give a big thank you. Um, Very gracious thank you to Taylor Williams, who is the writer of our theme music. Yeah. Yeah. That heavy fucking riff. I love it. It's so awesome. Like, I agree. When you sent it to me the first time, I was in the car, and I was like, I just blasted it in my car speakers, and it was great. It was. I love cool. that image. Yeah. It was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessica, well, my girlfriend was in the car with me, and I was like, okay, you're listening to this, too. She was like, ooh, rocking. <laughs> like, that was a that good was impression her of her voice, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I do it on a daily basis, I would say, at this point. Very good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we love it. Uh, we hope you out there love it. Um, that again is written by Taylor Williams and it was also performed by Taylor Williams, Jeff Anderson and Andy Patterson. Um, they have some new music coming out. Um, keep a listen out because I'm actually going to be working with them so that our listeners can actually to benefit them because Taylor Williams did that for us for no cost, yeah, which is not normal. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there's going to be a way that in the future coming up where you guys will be able to help out them um, and be able to purchase the theme song as a track along with possibly an instrumental and then another track of music of their own creation via um, Bandcamp. But just keep, that hasn't come into fruition yet, but that will be something for our listeners. Um, And for me. Yeah, for all of us. I'll purchase it as well, Um, (laughs) even if it's just the two of us. But they're great. Um, I I knew they would make a kick-ass theme song. They crushed it. They were my first pick, and they said yes. So thank you again, Taylor Williams. You guys are all... Uh, yeah, <laughs> but great. Next, um, our next segment is uh, our classic countdown to Hellboy 2019. <laughs> um, there are absolutely no updates yeah, that we have to not this a, movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nothing has come out. Uh, we're still waiting for it. Yeah, uh, we're anticipating <laughs> it. It is about now. We've just hit the six month period, so we're probably about. Yeah, what, like seven months away from it. When exactly release? did they set a date? Uh, that's date? a good question. I think it's January, but again, that's a weird thing to put a movie in January. Um, let me pull it up real fast and see, because that's a good question, Kate. But I honestly didn't have that ready to go. That's okay. I mean, neither. you really caught me off Sorry. guard. Oh my god, it's fine. Got- <laughs> it's fine. You know, oh, geez, this is you see. Louise. Um. Unless they don't have a date, but I just know it would be weird. It says expected um, because it's in post production right now. It says on IMDb, uh, January 11th is the expected release date. Um, But I've noticed too that like sometimes horror movies will come out in in, leading into February. I think that might mean. I wonder if that's like a trend of like horror movies tend to be date movies. Maybe yeah yeah. But I mean, I don't your know. date gets scared and then holds you close. Yeah. Out of fear. It's scientifically proven that that's how you get laid. <laughs> and that ramps up horniness by. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's horniness. Horniness. I... <laughs> Speaking um, of horns, let's talk about Hellboy. Yeah, let's get back to Hellboy. <laughs> so that's all we got for Countdown to Hellboy 2019. Nothing. Our next segment um, is a new segment just called From the Pages of Hellboy. 
um, which is just um, a dedication to little offshoots that we're currently possibly reading about Hellboy and Mike Mignola's like creations out there. Um, this is inspired because I just recently went to the comic book store secret headquarters to just pick up my holds. Yeah. And I checked the wall. I wanted to see if there's anything that was Kinda new out. The wall. I, I generally do a thing where I go, I try to look for new or number one issues that yeah. I can maybe jump on that like catch my interest. Yeah. Um, and I saw this, which is not the first of it. It's actually issue 21 in the series. Yeah. But it's number one of a story arc. Which I picked up from the pages of Hellboy, Sir Edward Witchfinder. This is number one issue of The Gates of Heaven. So I know they're pretty far into Witchfinder. I haven't read any of it. Yeah. But I was like, why not? I'll That's just jump cool. in and see what this is like. Yeah. Because um, it takes place in the same universe as Hellboy, of course. That's why it's called the From the Pages of Hellboy. Oh, yeah. Um, I think and you it's just, written by Mike Mignola, too? I believe he's a co-writer. Oh, okay. It's cool. story by Mike Mignola and Chris Robertson. I don't know much about Chris Robertson. Um, the art is by somebody named D. Israeli. Yeah, I l- looked him up real quick. Because um, for a second, I mean, I looked at it for like half a second and thought, um, there's this like video game called The Cave. Mm-hmm. And it's like these uh, these guys like Double Fine made it. and But it's a it's this like great side-scrolling video game. But they have this like awesome artist who does stuff. But it's, it's not the same artist. That artist is Daniel Crawl. But yeah, but it looks like looks similar. Uh, somewhat like kind of okay. like this cool like sort of it's like cartoonish, but also very moody and like yes, um, like I thought this was a cool balance of of that. I mean, this book like I haven't read it yet, but it's just paging through. It has that feeling t- to me where it's like almost like very like illustrative sort of characters, like a little cartoony. But then I mean, they have like some violent stuff that's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty ghastly. Yeah, like the hands and everything. Yeah, the one guy. Yeah. Um, I agree. Letters, just real quick, the credits. uh, Colors by Michelle Madsen, um, and the letters are by Clem Robbins. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just jumping in. I've heard good things about Witchfinder um, from Dark Horse Comics. I'm just jumping right in the middle of this, of course. Um, What's the dealio with it? It looks like, so this, I'm not knowing the history of it. It looks like this guy's officially the Queen's, that's his title comes from. He's been served by the Queen of England. Cool. It takes place in like London and overseas and the year, early years. I don't even know. I'm being very bad about my research right now. Oh my gosh, that's okay. But I mean, it's Queen Victoria, so you can tell what time sure. in the century I know it exactly is. when. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you hear me Googling. <laughs> it seems very like classically like a mystery. I'll be honest. Um, it didn't thrill me as much as I thought it would. Yeah, that's It okay. might mean that I just <laughs> haven't jumped on early enough to get into it. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm not going to continue. I think even just At for the pod. This story. Yeah, it's like one of five. Like grab the next five and yeah, see how you I'm like it. I'm going to continue reading, if, if anything, just for the podcast. Yeah. Um, the art. It's clean. It looks good. It yeah. just doesn't like thrill me as much as like Agreed. other styles. Yeah, it, you know it, I mean? like certainly not like Magnolia's like, yeah, distinct style. Yeah, yeah. But it's, again, it's not. It's not like bad quality. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, there's nothing like wrong. But it, yeah, it's that's that's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes something can be like objectively good looking, but it's just not like singing to you. Kind of, it's not really like. Something that resonates with you too much. And I think that's the same thing with this first issue in the story is I'm not like, it doesn't grab me. It's like, yeah, it does story beats of like a mystery for 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like, oh, what could this be? But it doesn't grab. It is it funny at all? Yeah, not really. Yeah, <laughs> not really. It's pretty straightforward. Like English, it feels very. Yeah, it feels very um, inspired by Sherlock Holmes, but with paranormal. Sure. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I, I mean, again, this is me going in very blind without research of even knowing if Sir Edward Gray is a, is a completely fictional created character or not. But he is a, he is the, it says, here's the description for our readers or listeners and other readers that are probably out there. It's just like, after forming a witch coven's plot to kill Queen Victoria, Edward Gray was knighted for services and protection of crown and queen. His investigations into occult goings on in London and beyond earned him the title Sir Edward. So, I mean, I'm seeing a Sir Edward Grey who, uh, I mean, is a real person, but I don't know anything else about him. He's a Secretary of State for Foreign Affairs in 1914. Wow, that's that's exciting stuff. That's (laughs) really exciting. But either way, and where. I mean, it seems uh, demon like, come in. <laughs> it seems like a well-written mystery. It's yeah. just sort of straightforward for me. The cliffhanger is less like how the cliffhangers we've read it so far in, in Hellboy yeah. are so like captivating. Yeah, they really are like they take us right to a moment and they leave us like, ooh, what's gonna happen next? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Whereas this is a very this is a little more plotting kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's almost like ooh, we're introduced to the villain and you're kind of like, ooh, yeah, well something's gonna get revealed. So. I don't know. It's not it's as exciting. Dry. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I will continue to read it. Sure. Because it is from the pages of Hellboy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, and I'll gobble on. And I want to talk about it later yeah. on, you know? Um I have that being said though. I'll give it a look. Yeah, of course. You can borrow this. It looks neat. Um I mean worth, you know, worth checking out. A hundred percent. What's on the back here? He gets a oh, Hellboy a, on the back. There's a Hellboy um ad. That oh, brings us me right into what I wanted to discuss too. Cool. Is there's an ad for Hellboy Omnibus, as you said. Looks neato. But what I found cool is one of the reasons I stopped buying DC and Marvel comics issue-wise and sort of went digital or went to trades is I didn't like ads. Yeah. When I mean ads is like the one that got me, we might have already talked about this already. I don't think so. (laughs) Is I went and picked up a couple of issues of DC because I was like, oh, I'll I'll pick up some of their new storylines. And this was like a year or two ago. And there was a thing, and apparently got a lot of flack um, from the art, like the comic community and like fans. But in the middle of where you would have like a classical two-page spread of in a story, yeah, they had inserted a two-page spread Twix ad that took up half the page. So they shrunk the art to half the page, and then the other half was a Twix ad that took over. Like it involved the guy, the guy from 98 degrees that used to be married to a, what's her name? Nick something. Yeah. Nick something who's married to Jessica Simpson, I believe. (laughs) I already know more than I wish. I I mean, me too. I wish I could have told you no, like uh, Sir Edward (laughs) Gray is this. No idea. Nick Lachey on the other hand there just went into my brain. I mean, I hate what occupies my brain. We're American. I'm so born. (laughs) Pathetic. And we're going to be fed bullshit facts. (laughs) Um, But yeah. That sucks. That's so intrusive. Yeah, I think I posted it online. I was like, fuck this. Because to me, it's like, not only are you throwing an ad, like I could handle occasionally the one page ad in the middle. It's like the equivalent of a pop-up or something. It's like really getting in the way. And it diminished the art. And apparently the artists that were in those books... 
Did they like literally resize art yeah. that had been sized to I think be so. like standard comic mm-hmm. page? That's... So it was like, fuck this. And that's what sort of made me go like, I don't want to support because I get it. Don't get me wrong. And you could, I'd love to hear from our listeners via email or our Twitter and Instagram about this, your yeah. thoughts on it. But like it just diminished because I understand you have to do advertising just like yeah. TV and like commercials are going to exist. Yeah. But when it's sort of in, yeah, it's like same with TV when you start to be like, oh, why do we have to have pop-ups in the middle of the program? Yeah. Like that starts becoming invasive and dismin- diminishes what you're watching. Yeah. So I just stopped buying those. But I what I that's found- fair. But what I found fun in these is like, I loved like the, the coin for me. And maybe this is, maybe I'm being um, hypocritical or about it, but. I loved when I was reading this storyline and there were ads for other Dark Horse comics that were just one pagers. That is cool. That got me excited to be like, ooh, yeah, cool. There's this PBRD, the devil you know, going on right now. Yeah. Uh, that's also, there's this other one by a book called Ether, the Copper Call. The that's art- the thing too. It's not like smacking you over the head like it doesn't feel like a totally out of place ad. Like it's for other comics as yes. opposed to like brought to you by Twix. Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I like I really enjoyed that. <laughs> what book that. was it? What book was it that you were reading and this happened? It was like a I well at the time it was I think it was Red Robin when Robin after okay. the line after the storyline where Grant Morrison finished and then like we had boy Robin was his son Damien. Damien yeah. got for for a his while own his book. own like book where he was Robin and he like had like a griffin or some shit. I can't That's I so read funny. only one issue so Yeah. Uh but yeah. I mean, that's the, the what well, made the me think of that cool. is like the only thing that would be more obnoxious if Robin was in the middle of a panel and been like, oh, wait, I'm so hungry. I got to eat a delicious Twix. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> that has not happened. Yeah, just like super branded content. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Go real Truman Show. I'm with sure any books. moment that'll happen. Like it's I mean, it probably does happen. Like there's oh, probably, sure. you know, I'm sure like Spider-Man's held a Coke or something before. I bet you um, that's And I'm happened. just like forgetting it right now. But Especially because Marvel, even more so than DC, seems yeah. to exist in our world, a parallel of our universe. Yeah. Yeah. Where like they have, have like New York. Obama and like, exists. Yeah. I bet you currently. I mean, I'm not up to date on everything, but Donald Trump probably is president in the yeah. comic book universe. I wonder and they how deal they're handling that. that. I really have not read any recent. That's a good question. I don't yeah. know how they're handling that. If I anybody gotta... out there can share with us like a panel or something that handles that. That's a good question. Yeah, I I'd be interested to see that. what, because like Obama had comic books, like they literally had like, um, yeah, they yeah, had they ones. had them on the cover of stuff, and like, do they do yeah. that? With, like, they had a Hillary issue of a comic I was reading for a while. This one called Faith. Yeah, it's another um, I'm forgetting Valiant um, comics. Yeah, I I started picking up because it was cool because it was like a superhero who is a f- one, she's a woman. Two, she's bigger. Like she is. I, I will go out of the way like body positive. She's fat. Yeah. She's a fat superhero. Yeah. Which you never plus, really get to you see. You could call her plus size, whatever. You pick whatever. Yeah. Thing. I think it just depends but on I what. But I was like, cool. I like, I'm going to pick this up. It was pretty good. Yeah. Not my favorite stories in the world, but yeah. I liked that. But they had a just Hillary issue. the idea issue. that they would have somebody who's not like traditionally like what a comic yes, book Yes. Which I want like. more of anyway. Even For though sure. she's in love with guys that are like fit. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Every fine. superhero man has to have fucking abs. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> if you have superpowers, why are you so fit? Yeah. Um, I would be lazy. Yeah. But. Oh my God, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. It's That's interesting. It's Yeah, it's a tangent. We could really go on. But they had a Hillary issue. 
Yeah. And it came out before the election. And so it was sort of like a bitter thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like later, because you're like, they had this big like issue that was supposed to be like, I think her faith meets Hillary in it and everything. And they're like really leaning on like, she's going to be the next president. And then you're like, yeah, it happened to a lot of things. But that said, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I like really what that brings us back to is like, I love ads about other comics. Yeah. Don't care for ads for like an actual product. Yeah. It's just, which are going to exist. I get that. I'm still going to watch TV, but that's a pretty ballsy way to try to do it. And it's like, unnecessary i mean i do think i've never seen it again yeah i mean unless somebody has an example out there that they could share with me but i think they did get backlash on it especially even for the artists we're like what the fuck that's a bummer as they should have yeah um totally but yeah that's what i i mean are you reading anything currently um i just finished that segment off i'm not done low yet which is pathetic like it's been weeks since we met last night i have to finish that because i've been reading i started dark tower uh, by Stephen wow. King. Yeah. So, the novel? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I should read the comic too anyway. Uh, but I, uh, just a friend of mine got super into St- Stephen King. So he's like, I got to talk about this stuff. So you got to hurry up and read it. Great. <laughs> so that sounds I like, nice. started to like, I've started to read that. It's like pretty brutal so far. Um, but yeah, once I, <laughs> once I, I should focus and like read comics. So I have like more comics. To, I mean, just I, Hellboy. Well, that's okay. We want to yeah. I want to like, I'm not expecting, this is a Hellboy podcast. Yeah. It's not a comic book podcast. <laughs> it's going to be very comic it's book like, centric because I mean, Hellboy comes from comics. Yeah. But this isn't about us going, well, they want other comic books. If we happen to be reading other comic books, yeah. we can reference those. I guess it's sort of comic book a- adjacent. Like I need to, like, I think I will check out the comics once I'm, especially since like Jonathan did the one, uh, one of the Yeah, he did Dark Town. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to check that out. Yeah. I would love to hear your thoughts as you go along and finish that. I wanted to watch the movie too, but I'm like, I'll let myself, I I haven't finished. It's, I I haven't seen it in a while. I think I started watching it on a plane and it's, it's shocking how bad just the script is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how did this movie get? Because it's like a gargantuan amount of, text that they're trying to jam into one movie aren't they like, yeah and it's just like i can't articulate because it's not fresh on my head right yeah, now. yeah that's okay but it's shocking like how poorly this story moves forward and i love and idris elba like i bet he's cool in it he's in it yeah no? but that character none of those characters none of the characters are developed well yeah in a movie in a movie that like they it's like an a 90 minute movie that you're like whoa I can't Things even, move too like too fast where you're like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like it's shocking how bad. And it's fun to watch a movie that's like such a high quality budget yeah. and visually like you have talent and then it's just like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You can still miss the mark even with the bummer. highest quality. Yeah, yeah. People with all, all the board. best stuff and then you can still fuck it up. Again. That's the thing that's always going to be. Like, I'll wait until I finish reading it, maybe then to have this poison. I would, I would my, say do that at the very end. <laughs> yeah. That should be the last. I don't thing. want to taint my. Uh, don't. Yeah, don't do that. that. But I'm like 200 pages in, and it's like pretty brutal so far. It's like, it's bleak. It's pretty bleak stuff, but right. it's cool. Like, I don't know. It's very weird too. Like, it's very. I mean, oops. I. I'm, it's very like. I wonder if the movie. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I've it, There's so many books in the series that I, I can't really speak to it yet. But so far, it's bleak and hardcore and like. Cool. Yeah. I love hearing that. It's yeah. That's wonderful to hear. Just walking through the desert. What about you? What are you reading? 
Just a witch finder? Yeah, I'm too like, this is a dumb <laughs> excuse of like why I'm not really reading a lot other than when we read for this. And I'll read, I read Saga still. I'll do oh, those yeah. issues. Um, I've talked about this before. I'm not currently being able to retain like or to focus on other non or other fiction stuff. Yeah. Mainly because with the acting class and uh, like I just have, I'm reading a lot of like screen, like scripts for that. Yeah, yeah. So that my, my head's sort of, Fiction wise, it's yeah, take, you're at max. It's taking up a lot of space there. Yeah, so it's like I've been trying to read Dan Barber's book about food again. Oh, cool! And so just trying to maybe get my brain to take in a little more like nonfiction stuff. Yeah, when I can. just like cleanse that out a little bit. Yeah, you can just, get oversaturated with this stuff where it's like yeah. I'm following too much shit right now, and I gotta oh, focus. I've known to do that too. Yeah. Much. <laughs> And it's like, how many franchises can take over my life? Yeah, and then you started not enjoying it, and it feels like work, and a that's chore. when I'm like, I can't. You got to night. Yeah. This is supposed to be recreational. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and fun. Yeah. But cool. Um, now let's move on <laughs> into the on our in- introduction to what we are discussing today on an, our fifth episode of the podcast. We're tackling one storyline, uh, one short storyline, um, but I think it has a lot in it. Um, the Chained Coffin. Yeah. So pulling up real quick, like the information about chain coffin yeah so he mentions uh mike mignola mentions uh like this little note beforehand the chain coffin this is another folktale i've been thinking about adopting for years and he's talking about how he tried to lay it out once but that then he thought it would work well as a hellboy story um he didn't want to mess up the original english folktale too much so he kept hellboy out of the action um and then as a parenthetical he writes that that's a nice change and he kept the whole mother-father angle very vague. So, yeah, witch's deathbed confession, chain coffin, and the demon and the horse covered in hooks are all elements of the original folktale. Um, and then it was first published in Dark Horse Presents 100 Part 2 in 1995. And yeah, and apparently it color. sounds like it was in black and white. Cause yeah, say, I would love to see the black and white yeah, one. That'd be cool to find. Yeah, if anybody yeah. has a link to that uh, out there, Send it our way. I got to scrounge it up. Yeah. And then I was like trying to find this folktale. But it so I after a little looking, like it seems like a lot of the elements changed. Like he had a lot of the like visual elements be the same, but it is like it seems to be pretty different from like just the story. I think that's cool. I like that idea because you got to still make it about Hellboy and his own creation, but like being inspired and like taking directly from something and, um, Cause it's like, it's like a lift, but not in a lift. It's like a classic steel, like steel from the best. You yeah. know what I mean? But then change it. Yeah. Everybody's like always borrowing something. From, yeah. You know? I was weirdly listened to a, a podcast recently or an interview with uh, Paul Schrader who just, who like wrote Taxi Driver. He just put out a movie I really like called The First Reformed. Yeah. And he was talking about how you just, everybody does that. Yeah. But you just have to learn how you don't take from the same area because then everybody will start to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to find other have to places find of inspiration. Other <laughs> yeah, to pull like, from. Who else can I steal from who doesn't? Uh... <laughs> yeah, and I think we all do it. Yeah. We all watch stuff and go, ooh, I want to do that. You can't and help you but be own... influenced by stuff or like inspired by something. Yeah. Like otherwise, where is it coming from? Like it's, you, you don't exist in a vacuum. You have to, uh, yeah. Teague O'Kane and the Corpse is like the original It was original what, the original? Story. Cool. Yeah. That's cool that you found that. Yeah, I love that. so that's what it's called. If you're like curious and want to look at it, but it's like it seems like a completely different story. It's about like a father and son. Like, I mean, that's the same, but it's not not like it's like this like righteous father and this like philandering son, this like bad son who like goes and 
is like oh, a rich wow. boy. It's like not, it's not really like, it doesn't seem to draw a ton of comparison from this other than maybe these like visual things that he mentions. Um, but it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Great. Um, I just, before we jump into, uh, before we take our break and then come back to walk through the issue, uh, the issue or the story, um, what are your, I just want to know your general feeling, Kate, because I know you we're walking through this. You're really like our fresh eyes on Hellboy through this <laughs> yeah. journey back through it. Where, where, what are your just general thoughts on like where we're sitting or, or where Hellboy is right now? He's just like kind of, it, it feels, I mean, after reading this one, it feels like Mike McDonald is trying to, he's still taking a lot of elements from other stories, which is like, you know, he said, he literally says that, but it's like Hellboy's not, he hasn't like totally built him yet to me. Yeah. It feels like he's kind of, he's sort of using it as an outlet to do stories that he's wanted to do. And I'm just kind of interested to see, like, I know you guys last time we're talking about how he really develops and like becomes his own character so much more. It like, he's going to get like so much more fleshed out in like the art style and in the storytelling. Um, so I'm still enjoying it. Like it feels very much to me like, season one of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or of X-Files. I might've said that last time too, where it's like yeah. uh freak of the week, like having fun, like these little stories that you're, that are so much fun to me. Um, so I don't mind, you know, it's, I, I might even, I, it's not, not to say that I like prefer that part of stories like, like Buffy or and like X-Files yeah. or something, but it really is like, it's enjoyable. It's like this little digestible, awesome, like snack of a thing. And it's, so fun it's just so fun it feels to me like um just you can see him enjoying making it and it's cool like i i love it even though it's not like we're not getting any kind of definitive answers yet about the overall like story or origin of hellboy or anything like that you just get to see this really fun character in predicaments where there's like cool monsters totally. and stuff. i love it i'm so, with you on that I yeah mean, I'm returning to it after some time and I, I can only agree with you. I'm yeah. even more excited, even though I know what's coming. Yeah. I've read ahead um, over the years, but like it is exciting to see. And then going through it chronologically, which I didn't do before. Like we're it's going hard to, they don't, it's th- very these, hard like, to. these compilations don't, they don't present them, them in that yeah. way. Like they're, they're giving it to you. I'm sure the editors did it for a reason or whatever. They're, they're trying to present these in a way that, that they deemed to be, I don't know, the easiest for the reader to go through. It's neat to go through chronologically, though, to really see the progression that Magnola takes. Yeah, not only throughout. with his art, we'll eventually see more of that. Yeah. But also, like, his discoveries and building the character as we go. Because yeah. we'll get into it in just momentarily after we take a break, but this story is, like, almost a direct, like, tie off of of seed of destruction. Yeah. We start, it It doesn't answer questions, but it starts to be like, we're going to tease you with some answers. Yeah. Or po- potential answers. It's kind of like shedding a little bit of light onto like this and that, but because he's probably figuring out too with us. Yeah. Almost. And it's, like, it's it, like, he's using, like he's using these other things as a way to like, okay, I'll, I, I do like this about it. I'll, I'll put in like an inkling of this aspect of his story. And if I like the final product, then maybe I'll keep it. Like you can kind of see like maybe he's, I don't know. It's kind of like 
giving a little bit to like test out what he likes too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I, you're right. I'm like projecting like maybe, you know, him figuring that out. Maybe he knows exactly what he wants out of him at this point, but it's like, it feels like he's kind of this vessel for these other stories, which is like so cool. It's great. I think you're right. And then he's able to put himself sort of in, we're doing it along with Hellboy too, which yeah. we'll find out almost directly when we jump into this issue yeah. that Hellboy is figuring it all out with Yeah, us, he doesn't really remember. Cool. So it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's discovering it. Yeah, I agree. It's great. Cool. We're going to take a, a short break and we'll be right back um, to jump right into a panel discussion and walk through of the chained coffin. <laughs> Unreal. My real laugh. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. And we host Everything is Rent, a podcast about the Broadway musical Rent. Every week, we're joined by a hilarious guest to talk about one of Rent's 525,600 songs. We'll answer questions like, is Rent the best musical of all time? Has Rent aged well? Are they not going to pay Rent? The answer to all these questions is yes. That's Everything is Rent on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Ah Crap. The Hellboy Podcast. Um, it's Mark David and Kate. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to go right into <laughs> reading um, and a discussion of the panel discussion of The Chained Coffin. I think the first thing we got to point out is this cool cover. Oh, yeah. In the, I don't know if it's in the trade paperback, but I think it's the cover for the trade. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's a cool picture of Hellboy with a, like a very yellowish, like almost magic hour like yeah. dusk um yellow but it's him chained to a coffin with a big cross on it and skulls that yeah, are attached and just tons to of cha- like heavy with chains and skulls on yeah. it yeah because i do believe that's the trade cover yes really. yeah that's um, the what's on the front there with this like cool cracked coffin and i guess like a horse skull yeah there looks there like there's too. definitely a horse skull not in just there. human skulls very cool i love yeah. this cover Definitely uh, looks like a Magnolia original. Yeah. And it's a great cover, but they present it in the library edition. It's just, yeah. it's a. Oh, he has a little shamrock on there too. Is that because oh, this is all like fun. Irish folktales or something? Could be, yeah. That's funny. And a little luck too. Yeah, Could yeah. be a little thing for luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Below his PBR. We've established that his pockets are full of like doodads that give yeah, him luck. It's exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> so of course he has a shamrock. Sure. But that is a cool little detail that you noticed. I Cover love that. all of his bases. For sure. You yeah. got it if you're going to work in a paranormal. Yeah. Uh, but I love it. It's a great cover. It's cool that they present it in the library edition as a full page for us. Um, and then, great. And we yeah. have a little black and white um, text for the chain coffin. And then we have a little, um, next to that is the next frame is just the outside of the bureau, which I love. I don't know why I love the outside of the bureau in this. It's cool. These. It's like we established this in Seed of Destruction. It just, it looks so classically like a building that clearly has been built back in the 70s. Yeah. But they still use it. It's not yeah. been upgraded. I love that. I don't know why. It just. But it's still like modern compared to the statues and everything that they always had. Like yeah. every, all of these ancient things. Like, yeah, it's kind of giving it a, a timelessness still. Like it's like could be set, you know, it, it's kind of ambiguous. Yeah, I love that. But we know it's taking place in the 90s. Yeah. Cool, and it tells us this. This is their headquarters in Fairfield, Connecticut. Um, we go directly into an inside shot, which is like an establishing of like a, a classic library. Yeah. These guys that work in this field, apparently they just have to be around all these statues because it's just like yeah, a library. Yeah, they're just constantly with- surrounded by <laughs> yeah. 
these totems and everything. Yeah, it's really cool establishing shot. Um, and then we go from that into a great little um, mid panel of Abe open uh, sitting in. <laughs> I want to assume chilling it, on a chair. Yeah, chair, yeah, but it's like this chair is either a beanbag sort of chair or like a. Uh, I imagine a like a really <laughs> a really squishy like leather chair is what I'm. Is what I. Pictured. That's a good call. That is a very good call. He's with, really squished into it with red leather. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Does, like I guess he has to read letters in a dry place. He can't just be reading these underwater. Yeah, he can't be in his tank. Yeah, re- reading letters, which was where I would have assumed that he would like to chill. Probably, yeah. But he's I mean, there. <laughs> he's more on a ledger. But it's also like behind him is still like a giant creepy statue. Yeah, they're just which is really funny. all around. It so almost funny. looks like the chair is part of it. Yeah, I think it's probably just like stuff, textures that Mike likes to draw. Oh, which is totally. Funny. Yeah. And he's just chilling. Just I, this is what I love about, and I again, we'll eventually get to the movies. And they sort of tee with, they sort of play with this in a sort of a grander way. And I might be speaking out of turn with Guillermo, but I like that this is a little more of just like how you see these extraordinary people doing everyday stuff. Yeah, just living. Like he's literally opened up an envelope. That's what we're seeing. (laughs) And he's reading a letter that's been written to him. Yeah. That's funny to me. That has a little bit of like groundedness, but also humor about like, you're a fish man reading a a letter. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's another, it's like a visual equivalent of all the other stuff that we've seen where they're like, the even just like the way that they speak, how they have like modern, like Hellboy's always saying something that's kind of, Seems like it might be out of place in the face of the situations that he's yeah. facing, like these kind of crazy, grand, demonic situations. And he's like, like, has a sassy, snappy response almost. Yeah, I love Just it. Just like another, yeah, it's like a cool juxtaposition again. Great. And we have, a, of course, a little um, info box that just tells us that this is Abraham Sabian, who we've previously met. But mm-hmm. then this letter is addressed to him. And this is the next text for the next couple of pages, which is a letter that he's received from Hellboy. Um, I really like this letter. I love that it's like, what an extraordinary, again, just him really establishing that even though he's a demon and he's abnormal, yeah, he has, this has that fun humanity about him. Yeah. He took the time to write Abe Sabian a letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's all about like, sort of like him He's like telling him because we've known each other for a long time. Uh, he's like, you know my habits pretty well, but you won't be all that surprised to hear that I'm in England again. Um, so this letter goes about like it's establishing that he's back at the church, which is now the next panel below. Yeah, a great establishing shot to to just Hellboy so small in this like decrepit um, um, church. Yeah, it gives you a great sense of the size here. Oh, and you said the colorist for this was James Sinclair, right? Yeah, James Sinclair. Yeah. Great. I mean, the colors are beautiful. Really cool. Especially like a great, like for a small story. It's great to see such high quality yeah. put into this. And his color, like we'll get to it. I think his color even represents itself later on even more. Yeah. How wonderful a job he's done. But the letter continues to tell him how like he doesn't remember Anything really doesn't he yeah. literally says, I don't remember anything about it. Kind of recaps it. it for people too, I guess, because it's like I guess like when this was published, it might have been hard because these are all published in like random not not yeah, like dark random horse ones, presents. but it's like, yeah, it's like you might have missed that and so or like one or the other origin 
Yeah, you may not pick up Hellboy. Here's a recap of who Hellboy is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't in a very clean Mm -hmm. way that doesn't feel heavy expositional. It's more of like, yeah, of course he's he's just sort of relaying his thoughts to Abe about why he's here, and it would include his his past and his history with it. Yeah, which is cool, and I love it. He's like his first memories. He lets us know they're in that government lab in New Mexico, and I love how he's like, not a bad place to grow up, really. Albert Einstein used to visit, and I met Opp- Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> I love that little, like, fun fact. Yeah, I was like, it was all right. Because <laughs> it could sound, it, I mean, you know, if you're growing up in a lab, it doesn't sound nice. So it's funny to, like, clarify that where it's like, it's re- but it was really all right. Cool, I met all these <laughs> yeah. really important people. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that. But what really happened here is a big question for him, as, which is the last thing on this page over this very gothic um, shot of him in this old church where he was born. Yeah. Oh, and I, a little thing cool is I like how he established, like, you can still see the burn marks where he was on the where floor he where he came into yeah into creation yeah. here. I love that. Um, and then I t- we turn on the next page. Our next page is pretty heavy on, like, the text. Yeah. Um, but the, the images are still gorgeous, of course. Yeah. It's more of the letter telling him that, like, Cynthia Eden Jones, who was there when he, he was... Con- and he uh, was the medium from Seed of uh, early Seed of Destruction story, and his origin says that it, that she's always believed that his inception was not an accident. It wasn't just a coincidence that he had some connection to this actual church. Yeah, which would actually maybe establish a little bit of like how Seed of Destruction, if you is about how they talk about how they're the Nazis are a whole other location. Yeah, trying to bring about it. Hellboy, but he appears somewhere else. Yeah. So it's sort of we're now sort of like connecting the dots a little. Yeah. Again, those a little teaser more of out. things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very cool. And they show a close up of the a ghostly priest and nun. Yeah. In amongst this letter, and then we have a sort of a profile shot of Hellboy in shadow. Yeah, just kind of like quietly walking through. It just does a great job of setting the mood like he's very you know he's pretty relaxed but he's like deep in thought he's thinking about just like wondering probably like where he's from like he knows the story but he doesn't know anything out like he's trying to fill in the blanks here right um yeah and i love we go to the close-up of him in this in this page in the top three panels right when we get this little information that cynthia who was there when he came in to our world into the world that she had like pleaded even on his death on her right before she died that they open up the investigation into him. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. I think that's great establishing of like in just a one panel, sort of some cool history for Hellboy and where we are with him that he sort of just had been just existing and going about. Yeah. And now he's finally, because of Seed of Destruction, if you hear a beep, I do apologize. That's my coffee maker for some reason beeping. But <laughs> we need to be not, more caffeinated. We got to be more caffeinated for this read. <laughs> I'm like grinding my teeth over here. <laughs> uh, but, and he didn't do it. And it's sort of like, within that, you're just realizing Hellboy has sort of ignored his own origin himself. Yeah, he's probably afraid of what he could learn about himself, I think. and Yeah. And he, I mean, he uses kind of this excuse here where he's like, Trevor Broom, like, spent nine years studying never found anything so it's like meh. it's like he didn't want to really delve into it and just kind of 
moved on with his life, but now it's it's like, but he keeps being drawn back here. So clearly, yeah. it's like something that he does need to find out for himself. I agree. And then he just brings up how the recent experience at um, Cavendish Hall, which is directly the seat of destruction story. Yeah. Is um, and maybe we think that maybe I could should get curious. I love that. It's like, yeah. and I think that again, I harp on this a lot, but like how much I love. And why probably the main reasons I love Hellboy so much is being a paranormal creature, a demon um, from another darker dimension in our world, having such humanity and how much that's so relatable. I think that we all do this is we ignore things that might be griping at us. I know I do. I mean, that's (laughs) what therapy is. I ignore voices all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or just like the, like family shit or something. Yeah, like exactly. If it's like, yeah, if it's like, um, we go to therapy. Yeah. That's why we have therapy right. to, to deal with this Everybody stuff has and face baggage. it. <laughs> yeah, and then I think mo- a lot of known stories throughout history, and in our own just personal stories, we will ignore it, but it does come back in its own weird way. Yeah. So maybe you don't face stuff it in a therapy. You, yeah. Literally or not, it's like, it, uh, yeah. And that's what's happened with seed destruction. It's made. It's forcing his Hellboy saying to ca- cause him to be curious about yeah. his own self. Yeah, Turn I his think investigative a, skills onto himself. Yeah, and that's it's it's an interesting thing too because like the um like that whole family, how they were like motivated to go and explore and do all those things. Basically, like um, Rasputin says, kind of like it's sort of like faded for them to everything to fall into place for mm-hmm. it to lead up to that moment. So I think maybe Hellboy is wondering that too, where he's like, is there this grander scheme for me that I've just been like purposefully ignoring and just, you know, been like, well this, you know, I'm, he's kind of his own person and, but he's like, he can't escape it. Like it's uh it's cool. Yeah. It, it's just another thing that makes him even more human. The yeah. fact that he's like, is this going to fuck me up? Like, am I, yeah. am I genetically predisposed to be an evil, (laughs) an evil person, demon or something? Yeah. Cause I mean, that was the thing that sort of Rasputin was hinting at is that you are, you have a, you have a grander, your purpose, but darker purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So leaning off of that, we go into this wonderful panel. That's all silhouette of Hellboy sort of looking straight at us, which is a fascinating like choice. Yeah. With the broken cross behind him. Um, which could be a very symbolic of maybe like sort of the, to- like what he is torn. Yeah. Like if we're looking at these just in broader strokes, maybe of good and evil, you know, and broken cross sort of symbolizing that, like there is good in there, but you also have something else. Yeah. Some- what else is going on? But I love the, the bubbles here with the letters is how he's like, so I'm here. And I love this question that he poses. He just says, do you dream Abraham? <laughs> yeah. And I do. I do. Hell, I dream like crazy. Abe just writes back, yes, I dream. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only letter you get from him. (laughs) It's like a a long fucking letter for this one question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is what I take from it. That's what I take. Yeah. But I love this next establishing that sort of a longer, small panel, but long. Yeah. Of Hellboy just now sitting amongst these ruins where he began his life here. Just yeah, he's kind of like sleeping. dwarfed by everything. Like everything yeah. is hanging, literally hanging over him. All of this like stuff from this like broken stuff from his past that's like 
not quite filled in. It's all like, you know, and this place is literally broken and literally is missing pieces. And so he's like trying to put this together and it's just really great marriage of visual and written stuff. That's like, ah, it's so cool. Yeah. It's just done so well. And I love, cause we jumped, jump from that to this cool one panel at the top of the next page is just elongated, but the, it's now horizontal and it's just like the corner of Hellboy sort of in which we could assume he's asleep and then just leads into just darkness. Yeah. And he just starts to tell us about this dream that he had of an old woman in her deathbed. And that's the next panel. Yeah. Just reciting badass metal lyrics. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's also I love how that I consulted take on with that. the demons of the earth and the air. And it's like really cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very poetic. How I consorted with the demons <laughs> yeah, of the earth and the air. As you just said again, I'm just repeating. Yeah, it's because it's so cool. It's like how I worked magic to raise storms so that ships at sea might become wrecked and their crews all drowned. Yeah. It's I lo- crazy. I love this. Just reciting like what. She's clearly guilt. She's guilt-ridden in her deathbed. Yeah, she's like, ooh, I fucked up. But also it's like guilt based on her fear of what's to come now as she's about to die. And I love the blue that's over her in this frame. Yeah. Just like definitely at night. It's a very cold feeling, like a cold, distant memory kind of a thing. Like he's, yeah, he's dreaming it, but it's like these events. It's a dream that feels more visceral and real than your normal dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And this is an interesting detail that I don't think this this story will answer, but as this next panel, as she continues to go through this, she calls the priest and the nun her children. Yeah. You, my children, I beg that you save my soul, that when I am dead, you lay me in my coffin and secure me with chains and keep them vigil over me. And then they try to protest a little bit. She's like, my devil will come for me, but Mm -hmm. bar his way. And after three nights, his claim will be, to me will be, be will be broken save me a little close up on the panel right before that of course there's a, a frame of the priest and the nun yeah holding a cross yeah so is that i guess is that that's like a literal she's literally their mother as opposed to like a religious yeah i think figure okay. i mean i'm 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 going to jump to that conclusion i mean your son and your daughter go into the yeah because <laughs> i understand like brother and sister like in the sort of in the fold of something yeah with my own like personal religious uh background of growing up mormon they would in the church people would be known as Referred brother and to sister. As brother yeah but i've never heard like a mother do you I know mean, what i mean or, mother superior is the only thing i could yeah, like in like maybe. catholicism but maybe but they I, i'm not i'm not aware enough that they call their lower like below them their children but that could be i don't know yeah no i've never heard of I've never heard it otherwise. So, which makes me think, like, maybe literally she is their yeah mother. They're like her kin or whatever. I can't, and I can't remember far ahead. Enough I remember Rita. I was like, I'm not really sure, but I I think if that's anybody the out case. there knows, just in like not Hellboy, because we're gonna get to the storyline if that's ever revealed. Yeah. But if you're have a background in Catholicism or in the Church of the Catholic Church, let us know. Is that a literal child, or is there a hierarchy where people a mother superior would call those below her children? I'm not I sure. mean, may, I, I like. I feel out. like I feel like priests maybe would do that. Like I'm a you father. Know, yeah, like that kind of that kind of like title. Um, it could be a title. I'm not sure. It could be, but then it's never like she's never distinct distinguished as a nun, right? Like she's never distinguished as necessarily like yeah, exactly a woman who's. It just says an, they just established her as an old woman. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't seem. 
And she's, she's so in it, I could see her maybe putting her children into being priest and nun if yeah, she knows this she was, end is coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. If she she's knows, like, you she's kids like, better get into the because I need you to save me when I die. Yeah. yeah, it seems like premeditated, maybe. Yeah, right. But uh, before the end so of this, yeah, maybe literal. I think like literal. Yeah, kids. I think literal makes it even more of like a, I think a so. sadder story. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Cool. And oh, then we really? have this great moonshot uh, over the broken. Um, Cross, cross again, as yeah. we hear a please, which is coming from the old woman, and then a close up, which now it's like we just just it seems that this dream has really gotten Hellboy's attention. Yeah, he's like now he's snapped standing. Up out yeah. Of it. yeah, snapped up is a great way to. Yeah, because you get that movement without like, without even like a. Yeah, there's no like action lines, lines or anything. But you, you but feel it's like, it. Yeah, you yeah you definitely like because you see him in this like sleepy kind of head down state in the beginning of that the previous page and this like motion his like a sudden alertness his like body language conveys that really well yeah um i woke up to voices some piece of that dream still rattling around and then yeah and then he's seeing it he's seeing it in front of him yeah and then right below this like great shot and this is all like these two top ones are very horizontal yeah we say he says like we have like an over the shoulder him and silhouette and the priest and the nun now standing over a coffin which is in chains yeah and it's a chain he says he says they were there like he's confirming like these were there i'm these and this couldn't have been a dream in a sense yeah and then he's hearing these things too like having these like audio hallucinations or whatever yeah. he's like hearing the glass smash and the wood creaking even though there's been no wood or glass there and like you see these cool shots of like these like leaves and ivy and like things are kind of falling so like even though, again, like you don't see any kind of like explicit action shots, you can still kind of, for me, it, it like conjures up this feeling of like wind maybe blowing and like other, it's just like these, yeah. these other like loud noises that are like with maybe like an echoey shatter, sh like I can imagine the exact sound, like this echoey shattering of glass from distantly, but it's, but nothing's yeah. happening. Like it's haunting and, and cool. I agree. And then like, it's even in that first shot, when he's saying this, you get like sort of that, again, that. I just think Magnolia's so good at like without action lines showing like you see his alertness of him yes him being like around. reacting like, to sound like whoa what's going on yeah. just in his body and like the tension of it and the way his head is placed yeah and his like mouth opening slightly like maybe he's like panting he's starting he's kind of like getting, getting on edge and yeah and like, we've seen him before sort of show that about to like I gotta fight yeah he's like <laughs> he's this on is edge. eerie I better get ready like kind of like hairs on the back of your neck standing up kind of a feeling. And I, don't, I don't know if you said this, but I love how he just, just in that last panel in the bottom where it yeah. shows the open door with now not moonlight, but like a bright sort of like something, some, yeah, bright yeah. yellow light coming in. I love it. Just <laughs> ghost says ghost sounds. sounds. Yeah. Ghost sounds is such a perfect way yeah. to just like to build all the things he described and then just be like, there were ghost sounds. Yeah, ghost sounds. <laughs> and it, like, like that just it. Yeah, conveys yeah. it perfectly. <laughs> and then, oh. yeah. Oh, this is so freaking cool. This is where the colors, I think, for this issue hit. Yes. It's high and just yeah. stay at like a, a, the highest quality for this short we've had story. nothing but like these cool blue colors for a while. And then it's like this, yeah, like white hot flame around the foot of this demon Oh. instant replay is a funny thing that's another like funny sort of like yeah. anachronistic use of the language like in this situation like, it seems like it's 
it seems so too ca- like instant replay of that one single incident that poisoned this place forever. Like it's just a funny yeah phrase to me. But it's like yeah, but it almost feels like that's I mean, it, the it way it lets you, you know exactly what's happening. happening. Like he's witnessing it. It's not happening right now. It's just something that happened in the past and he's yes. seeing it. He's almost like having this vision of it that's like very real and tangible to him, but it's it's still something that isn't happening at this moment. Yes, um, I agree. And again, it reminds you too, like what you said before about his like that's sort of the like vernacular that um Hellboy yeah. would use yeah. to convey his instant thought of replay. like it's an instant replay. And we get it as the yeah. audience. It's like we're it's like we're in, you know, we're either reading it in 1995 or reading it now in 2018 and it conveys <laughs> to us like, "Oh, okay, I get it." Like that's what right. it's happening. And this demon design, I think, is un it's so cool. It's so so neat. <laughs> it's really cool. I like I like how the horns aren't exactly um the same like they're, they're not, not symmetrical they're not yeah. symmetrical like they're they're really cool like that one the one on the R looking at it would be his left yeah curves weirdly in and out yeah it's kind of like this crazy like because otherwise he's pretty symmetrical yeah. here but like he has it's just like a cool little it, it just adds a little visual interest to me it's like really neat and then yeah this demon's like speaking and like fires coming out of its mouth and stuff. It's so cool. I loved all the little sparks, like just the flames that are coming off of his body too. Yeah. Like he's built a flame. Yeah. He's just emanating it. Like he's just like that dark power or whatever. Yeah. And his, I like, like I know I'm, uh, you moved on to the next panel, but I just wanted to like, he's in this, just the detail of like the spirals on his body. Yeah. He just seems to be, I don't know what it is. Like he's built it's like, I can't tell if they're ta- all tattoos, but it just gives him just some. He yeah, he has like this almost like it gives him almost like a segmented body look like his arms, especially remind me of like when people when some people draw Cyclops in, or not Cyclops. Um, Colossus. Uh, Colossus. Yeah, yes. exactly. So like that's that kind of like black shadow that makes him like um, like that is intersected by these white. Or not white, but uh, like intersected by these lines that are like black with the light highlight on there. Uh huh. Just give it like it's such a cool visual thing to me, and it's like such a tiny little detail, but it's like just such a neat way to show these little fine details, but still have him mostly in shadow. Like uh, I don't know, it's just awesome. I I'm with you. Uh, it's just. Everything he he seems so ancient in this one shot as we first introduction. Yeah. Um. Just yeah, it's very power. like um. Uh, I feel like I'm not being as articulate as I should be. <laughs> I think it's just I'm my blood coffee content is like. 80%. Uh, but I love his reaction too because we have help. He is so towering. We've talked about how the building is towering, but yeah. this creature is, if if not, he has to at least be as almost as tall as this. In structure of this, yeah, this temple. He's like, yeah, I don't even know how. Like to fit they have this a doorway, doorway next to him to show. Like I feel like Hellboy's w- could walk easily under this door, and like this creature dwarfs the door. Like it's like yeah. huge. And he dwarfs Hellboy, and Hellboy's yeah. known to be pretty big himself. Yeah, Hellboy's no no little teeny guy himself. <laughs> yeah, and his reaction is just oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then it smashed. Like you were, you jumped to this perfect panel of him speaking but it's just like so a, a smash right into a close-up of this demon i mean wow yeah and it's just and it's interesting that he has a like his features are 
you immediately have to call it out. It's like Hellboy. Yeah. He's oh, a yeah. demon. There's it's, a resemblance for sure. And he's a man. He has a, a mouth of a man. And as he speaks with those flames coming out, mm-hmm. I'm going to attempt to voice it maybe a little bit for this guy. Yeah. Because I oh love what God, he just, <laughs> like, it's just these first, po- the the force that's coming from this demon. And I think his first lines of dialogue are so, like, tense and yeah. just erupt that it's it's just, it's scary in a sense. It's like, yeah. he just, Magnolia just presents that. He's just like, woman. It is I. Yeah. Do you like this voice? Yeah. It's the true spirit of your greener days, the heart of your darkness. Woman, come forth. Yeah, dude. Like, and I love <laughs> that come forth leads us right from that close up into this where you've, our original, he has some sort of power over this because not only is that those words are like struck with like the, 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 the lettering is in dark, now bold. Yeah bolds and there's an exclamation point and his hand is coming into this frame yeah and pointing. you get this like crazy speech bubble even is like uh this kind of jagged speech bubble. yes and I it gives to me it's like pretty much the voice that you did plus like crackling of a fire and oh. like lava bubbling yes. <laughs> like that's what i'm like imagining totally this sort right. of like these like embers burning and like this kind of crack like like uh I love not even a that. voice like something like that would be you know, I don't I know. Love if we were that. like, <laughs> no, you... get an audio engineer to come in here and like, like yes. <laughs> manipulate your voice so that that's sort of incorporated into it. But I, I love that because without adding that on as like an, an a, like a sound effect that you've written, like a you know, we've seen comics where they they create sound effects. Yeah, but like the fact that we your his image on this demon conveyed like as you said the ambers off of a like a fire that you've seen yeah because like literally like fire, and then the speech bubble is has this like fiery element around it so it that's what it feels like it's like this other he's not just talking like he's like has this sound about him that's yeah just yeah. demonic even in his speech it's I really 100 percent agree and he also like I imagine this co- so this coffin was flat a moment ago and he's like you and then I imagine the coffin going like Wah, like yeah, very quickly like shooting up and you see all this dust around it like that's like one of my favorite details you can't resist out. it yeah it's neat he is he has literally had the power to lift this thing up yeah oh. by just pointing at it and all we hear is another please from the woman inside yeah, the coffin like <laughs> this woman oh uh, yeah very sad very weak yeah I mean, her bubble has like even like a wave into it, whereas the yeah. priest who is now raising his cross, it's like his jagged, he has like more of like a jagged um, coming from him. Be yeah. gone, unclean spirit, enemy of the faith. This poor wretch belongs to God. His reply is immediately, she belongs to me. Yeah. <laughs> and but he, he comes back, fat. He, he like overlaps that too. What like, confidence like in this yeah. priest, Jesus. It's I like when you what have to, it's like in the exorcist or something where you yeah. have to double down on it and be like, <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Like, yeah, screaming exactly. it over and over again. Exactly. Like, she belongs to me. She, she belongs to God. God. Like it gives, it's great for like the pacing of it. I agree. Um, it's and, so and cool. I mean, also just the necessity, like he's, the way that he, um, like organizes this panel. You know, you have to you have to fit it in there. But he and this is a panel. This is a page of only four panels. Yeah, and there's so much. He gives so much paces. weight to the entrance. The this first panel, the entrance of this demon. So like you kind of have like he. I'm sure he thinks about it, like the layout and everything. 
like a lot of a lot of the text is in this one little corner panel but it's like mm-hmm. he he's like able to use that like it doesn't it's not a crutch or anything it's something that he and ends up using that and having the overlapping like speech he he's like he, he i feel like he's just never paints himself into a corner he's just always yeah. it has such a knack for laying stuff out and it never feels awkward or uh or anything uh, yeah. although i'm sure he only got a certain num- number of pages in yeah his, but he made it work yeah apparently. he's just like whatever it is i'm just this gonna, is a short story yeah it's i agree he's so good man. he just uh, you can feel like i mean we're gonna we we're you know who cares i love being a broken record on that stuff i love yeah that's fine it's just that pace he hits as you said so well where you do feel it pop off the page yeah and like it starts to if you just feel the way it moves yeah and like the tension builds and then the priest before we turn the page he's like it is he who commands thee he who commands the sea the winds and the tempest and our next panel is another great close, more like a medium shot because it tells yeah. demon shoulders. Lets you like see these like f- fingernails and this like yeah. clutching, grasping gesture that he's doing where it's like she's mine, like kind of a thing. And I love he doesn't even like listen to the priest. He just yeah. again just says, woman, you are mine. Yeah. Come <laughs> forth. <laughs> and then I love because there's history that we get to hear in here too. He's like, you struck your own name at, out of the book of life. You turned your back on the light of day to walk in shadows with me. Yeah. And then just this solo panel of just of this coffin and shat and darkness. Please, mercy. If you'll forgive me, let me go to God. Yeah. <laughs> um, if he will forgive me. And then you can only imagine this next panel, which is another close on an angle of our our this demon. Yeah. He sort of just mocks her. Yeah. <laughs> It's like God, yeah. <laughs> but then that's the thing too. He like he's like claiming that he was God in all these instances. Yeah, an and old it's Babylon. Like, yeah, and he's and then he gets called a liar, which is like, yeah, the devil is a liar. Like he's a he's it's like I am God. He's claiming that you know. Yeah, I'm God. You belong to me. And these the priest immediately is like liar. Yeah, oh, has, that's cool. I, I feel like almost dumb when I read these two little panels. I did a lot of googling on this. One I'm in glad particular. you did. I, I was like. <laughs> Because even even like little things like um like on that last p- panel where he's like uh the sea the winds and the tempest I was like I don't know what a tempest is it's a storm and then I was right. like like I've heard I'll of like immediately the go tempest yeah yeah like that's what I I was like my only association was the storm but then I was like I don't know beyond that what it is like there's just little things that I find myself like looking up like oh I'm... all the time and in this one in particular where it's like you know I had to look up. Like um, the asp and the basilisk and the trampled by trampled the lion and the dragon. Uh, yeah, I God should be, I should be more diligent than you, you, as you. <laughs> I mean, I it's like it's not something that you necessarily need. It's it's more like I think it fleshes it out as far as like of course the priest and the nun would be drawing these comparisons and they would like yes. be bringing up biblical references to being like you were defeated in these instances and you will be defeated today and you'll be defeated today too. And he's like. And yeah, so like I really do. Do look as up a this reader, one? you don't really need it necessarily, yeah. but it's it's good. Um, it's just good writing for him to include because, of course, a nun and a priest would be able to say like, "You were defeated in." Yeah, I think you're 100 percent right. He's so researched and knowledgeable of the yeah, world he he's building. So in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, damn, you did research, or you just like enjoy it. He it, just enjoys like it feels these like kind he comes stories. from a place of just naturally 
curiosity from him and reading. Yeah. There's no reason he wouldn't know about these folktale. This I wonder folklore. what his like, what his, uh, like where his obsession with like history began and all these old folktales. Oh, what and a everything. great question. Yeah. To get I him to, to like. Yeah. To I mean, it's him. clear though. He's just like loves it. I agree. He's able to inject it into his stories like this. I mean, I guess if you're doing a story about hell and demons and stuff, you're probably that's you're obsessed. It's with one that. of your interests. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like something that you're gonna know. Did about. you look up this one? Because this one does have when she says, "God, yeah. God set a nail into thy skull and pound it with a hammer," as JL did unto Sisera. I do not know that reference. I did. I didn't it know it either. Insane. I've never heard. It. So it's just like from the Book of Judges in the Hebrew Bible. Um, uh, there's a woman. Uh, uh, who killed Sisera to deliver the to deliver Israel from the troops of King Jabin? Of course. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Great. So great, great, she great. was just like she was like a woman who struck a nail into the bad man. Hey, man, you yeah. had that on the ready when I asked. I I, well I, I looked well it up done. when I was I was like reading it and I was like, well, let me just check this out. So basically, hope- you know, it's like you as long as you're aware that it's a a biblical reference, um, then that's kind of all like as a casual reader, like the two of us are, then it's Yeah, like, but then if somebody did know that they probably it's like an Easter egg for yeah, people that love like that. It's like fleshing stuff. it out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like cool I mean reference. the listeners should praise you for doing that research. Oh man, it up. that's minimal. Kudos to you, Kate. Hey. <laughs> Kudos to you. I love it. <laughs> But I love getting kudos for my minimal effort. It's I don't the- think it's minimal. I don't think it's minimal. Uh, it's not minimal. I love it. I love it. Thanks. You've informed us. Yeah. But I love in his now response you know. to these tales, the demon on a close up of his eye. Yeah. Just immediate. It's like what such power just from his single eye, and it's yeah. like that fury. He just says enough. Enough. Yeah. And then. He incinerates the next he, panel. Is he just says the world made flesh commands the <laughs> and then like cuts off like yeah. the priest is in the middle of that. Another saying is just the, the cross breaks in his hand. <laughs> he's like it's like shattered in his hand, and he's engulfed in flame along with the nun. Yeah, yeah. And then the next panel is just there's skeletons, there's skeletons falling, and, and the crosses in silhouette falling. Oh yeah, and I love how the flames on the coffin itself that's chained, it's the cross is red. Yeah, like that's yeah. just like a cool little small little. It's hot top. in there. Yeah, it's a hot, it's a hot, hot coffin. Hot, 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 hot coffin. Hot coffin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come down to our shop. We got yeah. hot coffins. Come down to my mortuary. Hot, hot <laughs> chained coffins. Uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, like this isn't gonna work. I'm not here to talk to the two of you, so I'll take care of you guys. Right now, yeah, it's you're just an annoyance, and that's it. Yeah, they're de- they're alive to dead, just like that, and they're wow. gone. And then the next panel, I think, is great. We show more of that. Like, I love power. That's like, I find more. This is a thing, like power that like people like when you show people like strain with power. I'm like, hey, you have power, but I love grand power without effort. Yeah, is so much more of a threat to me, yeah. and that's what I think is conveyed in this. One, him lifting the, he's the coffin. He's making like a very slight gesture. Like with his he's hand, not yeah. Like, yeah, his, it's, he's not like, his hand isn't like, for this movement, it, it doesn't, it takes almost nothing. It's just like with the, you know, he commanded all this fire just by going enough. And then he's kind of waving this coffin over. Yeah, and it, it is now 
levitated off the ground. Chains gone. Yeah, the chains <laughs> like, are being just removed. Just like that. It's like... We just see Hellboy in the shadows watching. Yeah. And this demon just says, come forth, woman. It isn't for you, this cold, narrow bed. What a creepy description of a coffin. So cool. <laughs> and then another close-up of him... I would say even more flames coming out of yeah, his mouth. Yeah, just building at this yeah. point. And I was like, I remember a girl of 16 years who was wild and alive, who kissed me and hung about my neck. What a great image yeah, of like your way of like giving yourself over to a, de- a demonic creature. Yeah, it's just a mistake she made as a teenager and now it's coming back to haunt her. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, I sold my soul oh. to the devil when I but was then, 16. and now. <laughs> but then this last little statement is sort of almost... I don't know what how to interpret this. It's like he's not completely like it. There's a there's weird affection. Her. There's a in there tempting her, and also I think there's so. weirdly this affection as he says, "I carried her on my back and would have hung the stars in her hair." That's yeah. weirdly has affection. I don't know if I'm. Or, I don't know. Yeah, if I think it's like less like a. It is that he's trying to convey affection to her to tempt her back into admitting that he is her God or whatever. Like he's trying to, he's trying to be like, remember the good time. Like, remember these things that you were tempted by in the first Mm -hmm. place to come and like, um, abandon like God, God and like follow me for whatever reason. He's like trying to draw her back in. Yes. I think you're totally right because uh, like all the things I've like watched in the past or read that include demons or monsters, especially like vampires really, I think fall into this where there's like, there's there's rules or there has to be a, a sense of consent from the person yeah. in order to go forward. Like you uh, like come into my house and then a vampire yes. can come into your house and a take demon advantage has of you. To, like take over. But also it's like you had to welcome it at first. Yeah. You had to do something in order to like whether it be like a Ouija board or like yeah. be curious about that. That's like a lot of that comes from like, it's you funny can't, too. don't welcome it or you will be taken over. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's the most Catholic shit in the world, isn't yeah. it? Where it's like <laughs> you, these things that you want to do, you better feel guilty about even wanting it because wanting it allows these things to yes. come into your life. Like it's like very, uh, head trippy, like, uh, just Catholic school graduate, like, <laughs> like thinking about this shit. It's like, Oh, you like, yeah, so she was tempted as a teenager to do this cool shit and like, you know, dance with the devil in the pale moonlight or whatever. And then as an old lady, she's going to get comeuppance for it. And it's just like. Yeah, she finally, uh, which is party what's was funny. because <laughs> In most of these stories, we're not seeing this, but she probably was told that. That's yeah. what's fun, too, about it. These demons don't lie. They lie with like what, like they lie with like. They draw you in. They'll draw whatever. you and give you this for now. Yeah. But they're like. They're like, but just so you know, one day it's going to, you're going to have to be my, you're yeah. gonna, I'm going to own Take you. Take your name out of the book of life. And we always, they always go like, <laughs> yeah, 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 but I'm not old yet. And yeah. also I'll find a way, by the time I'll find a way. And then time comes, you're old and you're on your you're deathbed. You're like, sorry, God. Yeah. You're like, oops, sorry. Uh, can I take that back? Can I repent no. now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very much like this. Feel, Allegory for life. It's like, uh, it's like, <laughs> oh no shit. You like pulled this from a Irish folktale slash, you know, like a, Catholic store like totally. it's it's a uh, yeah it feels which I really will think it reinforces that thematically I think that will play right into the trajectory that you're gonna see with Hellboy yeah and like his the things that get tempted for him to become just like Rasputin yeah. was tempting him to be this greater his purpose to like bring about this that's power. gonna be part of it it's not about 
people being able to force him to do it. Yeah. It's about them tempting him to choose to be it. Yeah. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. And I think that's going to be a greater thing. Even though it's ultimately like bad. Yeah. Or and will hurt people. Popping right back in. I love this. These three, the next three panels. It's like the coffin just exploding. Yeah. Just bursts around her. And she's now levitating. Um, oh, and then the next panel, I love just the scale of it. Yeah. Showing how her, her his head is like the half of her as she's levitating towards him. Yeah. And he literally says, as you were just speaking about him saying, making her believe she, he's a God. He's say like, say you, you believe, believe in me. me. Yeah. Whoa, he what needs a creepy it. hunting so creepy. thing to say. Yeah. And it's like, and, and yeah, I think he needs that in order to take her like or Santa whatever Claus. to like get that soul. Yeah. You have to believe in him to exist. <laughs> you have exist. to believe. You have to believe. <laughs> and that, yeah, uh, that's yeah exactly like Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus is a demon. We all know Santa Claus, yeah, he's a horrible monster demon who <laughs> tempts you with treats and makes sense to me. Yeah, presents. presents. Jesus. Uh, yeah, and then she's she goes she reverts like right back to that like in the face of this power she can't help but be like and you'll make me that girl again. Oh, and what a and then the response it's just that like just, you're you're done you're done girl. Yeah, like, he that's says it. <laughs> you've always been that girl to me. Yeah. Oof. Like what a like to a say that manipulative way. Yeah, yeah, he's like you'll like you'll be that forever. I promise. So yeah. Like, kind of creepiness. And then she just gives in, which I love this panel because it just bubbles. But then her just in the corner, and it just gives this like we see her like up to this point. She, even though she's asking for other people to fight for her, she yeah. sort of has had like an idea of like, I'm going to fight for myself, right? She's still going to put up a bit of a fight, even in her last, these best moments, my Lord, this way of like this small fr- uh, panel, putting her in the far corner, yeah. just in blue, these colors and her eyes closed. She's given up. Yeah. It's the first time we've yeah. fully seen her give up. And she I just agree. says, then I believe in you only. You've slaughtered my children. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, she even has that moment again where she's like, wait, you've, you, like, where she realizes you're not good. Like, this isn't good. This but is I can't something do bad. And she, he's, he's like coercing her, basically. He's like, forget that. He's like hypnotizing her um, is like how I'm how I'm reading it. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. And he just like is very like blunt about it Like by any means now. that he can, he's like, forget them. They're nothing. Yeah, and we before we get like this, it's cool how like this panel sort of like can bleed right into the one directly below it. Yes. Even though we get a quick cool shot of Hellboy sort of just shocked watching this. Yeah. Which is a cool shot. But then I think that panel leads like because he just immediately is like ashes, dust. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Wow. What a callous response to her yeah. death of her children. Um I'm I that's what I feel like he's like in her head now. He's like, you're like it's it's over, and then yeah, that's um, and I think this next this next page has one of probably the biggest teases for Hellboy history or like Ooh. for come. It just has a moment. I think I want to hear your response to this. But we have him now in this next panel, the demon from our first time we've really seen from the backside or a profile. Yeah, of him now ascending her into flame in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> And holding her up like that. Yeah, and she's now full blight, not even no longer in blue, into the in in I would say in the sense in in his flame. Yeah, and he's like, "Your real child, child is within you, still waiting to be born." 
She's like, how's that possible? That child conceived on Malpurgis. I'm assuming that's just some. It's a, it's like a base. It's like. You looked it up? Yeah, oh I looked it God. up. It's a <laughs> Listeners, praise her. I did so much uh, Wikipedia scouring. Love it. Um, so yeah, it's just like, it's, it, t- I mean, this is a very like rudimentary dumbed down version mm-hmm. of what it is, but it's basically like German Halloween almost like it's Ooh. a, it's like a witch's night or whatever. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. Detail. So it's like, it's also like a, it's celebrating St. Wilpurgis night. So she's just somebody who like, uh, let me see. So yeah, she's just a uh, battled like disease, basically past rabies, whooping cough, as well as against witchcraft. Um, but in Germanic folklore, it literally means witches' night, and it's believed to be a night of okay. witches meeting on the Brocken, the highest peak of a range of hills there. So it's like yeah, so yeah. it's like and the biggest witches typically, from my little knowledge, especially just from the Crucible. Yeah, there's sort of the are the folklore is that they work for the devil directly. Yeah, they're like they're yeah they're the devil tempts. They're them the they, devil's puppets, and they're yeah. just doing bad shit for the devil. Yeah, so it's that kind of a thing where it's cool. like. I love this. Um, yeah. This page to me is so phenomenal and it's the greatest, coolest tease I love. And it sets up, I think, a lot in this short story. I just want, I'm going to read it, describe it. I want to just sure. hear yours, you being in your response to this. Because he's, he's, he continues, that, um, not all those years ago is when you first asked for my power. My power is still inside of you. It has become a living thing, a son. Yeah. And this is the first time we see the horse with the chains in the back. Yeah. We go to a shot of just sort of um, Hellboy still just this profile shot in the ivy just watching this. Yeah, like literally up against the wall. I kind of like probably like afraid to do anything. Yeah. Do anything, just like watching in horror. And then we have this great shot of this giant demon for the first time acknowledging, yeah. briefly acknowledging Hellboy as he turns and his face is in shadow still says my favorite son, which causes a reaction from Hellboy to, to like an explanation, but like he looked at me he dude. like whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, what just happened there? This dream vision just made eye contact with me. Yeah, and then we just show the close up of the horse covered in these hooks. so creepy these Ugh. hooks everywhere. So just that moment that just occurred. What is going through Kate who just <laughs> I just want to know like a new reader sort of to these stories. Yeah. Doesn't know fully where we're going or what's to come. And this is directly out to see what are you what are your thoughts going through like right after that moment? I guess it's like so like it's also this idea of this woman. I mean, she's like an old woman, so she couldn't like conceive a child. And that's what she's like. She's thinking. She's like, how is that possible? And it's like the power that he gave her many years ago became the same. So it it's like. Some kind of like it just makes me think of it's. Uh, Hellboy is like he's just been created out of like it, it's like a it's almost it's a little Jesus-y too to me like it's yeah. a little like immaculate conception totally. kind of a thing where this which woman which would be the antichrist in yeah some, yeah it be- so it's like you she's conceived a child even though she's like barren and that they it's implied that like uh, conceived on yeah so uh, not, like not like it's like it's like from this thing that she did years and years ago my power still is inside of me yeah it's just that that's what it makes me think of the sort of like 
coin flip of immaculate conception, like this, some bad demon version of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I don't know why this panel song. just shocks me. Yeah. Not to like a shock. And like, I'm surprised you came from a demon. Yeah. But it's just like, it's the coolest. It's the first like teasing into like where he's really come and what's yeah. his, what is his actual purpose? It's pretty dark. Like it's, it's very like dark for him to hear that. It's like, you know, it's one thing for him to kind of appear out of fire somewhere and it's like, but then he's cute right away and he's like a little innocent thing right away. He's yeah. not like innately evil. And then to see this and be like, oh, I'm conceived from a witch and a demon that, <laughs> like on, on witches night. Like, yeah, I think it would it would as a character for him to be so human up to this point and then witness that he's like, it's going to mess him up. He's going to think like, am I is was Rasputin not just blowing smoke? He was maybe he was right. Like something. I'm meant to do something very bad. Yeah, I I I agree. I concur. Especially if you're the demon's favorite son, then you must be up to no good. Ooh, ooh. I love (laughs) that implication of what you quite possibly could be. Yeah, it's creepy. I love it. It's very creepy. And then yeah, for that connection to be made, it's like he he knows that he's there. Yeah. And then now we create this next shot from that page. Uh, we now see our demon who's now riding the horse yeah, uh, with all the hooks. And he's like, now woman, you are truly mine. She's flotating still in the levitating in the air. We see Hellboy who's now really affected by this image. Yeah. Probably possibly now he thinks he can do something because he, he like want- demon has acknowledged. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So he's like, he's yelling, no, no, stop. As a hook goes right through the woman. <laughs> yeah. Woman. Oh, yeah. it's it's like such a shocking image because we don't. It's like the hook has gone already through her, and it's a the hook is like curved. Yeah, I he mean the hook like, itself is such a weird way to get in there. It's Swished ugh. it around there. It's just like any of that stuff. Like it makes me think. Of, you know what it makes me think of the cell, like where there's like that body. Um, it's a good image. Uh, where like you like uh, hook your skin on, on like onto piercings and you like hang there. Yes. God, what the fuck that reminds that me of called? Hellraiser a bit too. Oh yeah. That yeah. That kind of thing. The people that would hang Hooks themselves and stretch yeah. them. Yeah. What the fuck is the, what is the name of that? That what they call that? Yeah, I can't think of like it either. Body, uh, uh, but people do it. Yeah. They get the hooks in and then they raise themselves up. That terror. That would, I could never do that to myself. Suspension. Like, uh, I guess it's just called suspension. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, That's yeah, what I guess, definitely... you know, in some people's brains, it makes serotonin squirt yeah, out. they love it. <laughs> Somebody they love loves it. it, yeah. This demon loves it, too, but it's yeah, because it's, he's going to bind. That's he what has... it makes me think of. It's like, owie. <laughs> owie. 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 Woo, ow. But this demon has declared he's bound to me, that bound she is bound forever. to me forever. She's hooked, man. And then we have She's the... a little fish. Yeah, and that's what we see. As you said, she looks like. She fell just... for the bait. Ooh, she fell for a big time because yeah. this next panel is Hellboy's right hand of doom reaching up to her hanging on a hook. Just sort of now her her body looks limp. Yeah, for the first time she's not like peacefully levitating there. She's like now she's, she's in just a pain piece of meat. and yeah. she's yeah she's hanging there and yeah and, and just he immensely. screams stop. Hellboy screams stop. Yeah, through flame. And then the next panel's everything's just gone. Back to back to the normal night. Just a quiet, just, abandoned ruins of a church. Yeah, still like screaming, you know, uh, uh, just like 
he can have no effect. There's nothing he can do to change it. It's in the past, but he's still yeah. like, stop. Like you want it, just wanting it so badly. To say stop. Yeah. yeah. That is a great, cool thing. What you just said of like, it's like you attempt to stop even his own in a sense. If this is, if we're hinting at his creation, he's just bent on stopping that. Yeah. Even, and it's like, he has no, you can't, you can't, yeah, you're it's already, already done. It's already done. You're already here. Yeah. What's to come of it now? Yeah. Um, and then we, our last page. Um, <laughs> I really like this last page. It just shows Hellboy standing in like the grave among the gravestones of this old ruined church. It's the final writing of his letter with his little HB signature, yeah. which I love. Yeah, his his like letter is almost very. It's like very formal for what we're used to. Hellboy, like we're used to him being so informal with his speech, mm-hmm. and like for this, it's like, um, um, yeah. I mean, he still says like "son of a bitch" and stuff like that, but um. I'd dearly love to see a Mothman, like just that kind of. I love that. So yeah, pretty. yeah. Well, there's like that again. It's even like there's a little bit of like Hellboy that like. That's a, like a shining light to me. That like there's a there's two things that that makes me think of is like there's a bit of child still in him. Yeah, like he like he does like this job. Yeah, he likes the adventure. He likes the discovery of things. And also, it's a simpler thing than dealing with this bigger thing. Yeah, he just he got handed. Have to think about it's like God. I would rather go deal with a monster and you know. Yeah, punch it a little <laughs> than to have to West deal Virginia with Virginia. The- <laughs> then, like, yeah, I signed up for punching with my big hand, not for discovering the my fate might be evil. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, and seeing like the pain that I mean, maybe in his mind that he's caused even though of course it's not like his fault that all this evil stuff goes down and or like that he's the like but his creation product brought of it. yeah so it's like something that sort of he might feel guilt for even though he th- there's no reason for him of course but like yeah he might feel guilty for like what's happening he wants totally. to stop it I w- i'm with you and i love that yeah I, w- I wonder if he ever wrote a mothman story with hellboy that'd be cool i would, I would love, love to, to see, see that too. yeah like that would be did you ever see the mothman prophecies oh yeah yeah i saw i mean i saw in theaters like it's not a so great movie but i remember liking it. i remember it creeping me out like yeah. the just the image of the green the red eyes and stuff mm-hmm. like that like i if i mean if mike mcnola did one i bet it looks awesome like i want to totally. look it up now i agree I love all that cryptozoology shit. I just think it it's is. so fun. It's it is. like it's it's just like you know, because in the you know in the in the light of day, I don't believe in anything. I'm, I feel like I'm like no, of course not. Like that would never happen. But then I am such a baby. If you get me like at night, like driving through the Pine Barrens in New Jersey, I'd be like the fucking Jersey Devil. Is anything could any, be fucking around there. any corner. <laughs> I with you. I don't even yeah. have to be driving there. Turn off the lights in an apartment. I'm like, yeah. something exists in this darkness. Oh my God, darkness. yeah. I'm like in my bed at night like, <laughs> wow, I can't believe there's a, a gray monster just looking at me out of the closet. Like, you know, yeah. like your mind starts to, or you like wake up in the middle of the night and you get the heebie-jeebies and you just don't know why. And it's like, yeah. I agree. Probably because I'm watching too many fucking horror movies. And probably. Shit. You're probably scanning <laughs> shit out of yourself. I avoid them. I know. <laughs> I like to sleep soundly. Thank you. Yeah. It's hard. Like, I really do mess myself up with that stuff. But <laughs> it's, it's okay. So fun. It's fun. It's fun. You have a good time. Doing yeah. Right. It. And then our last panels, the last performance, we just see the exterior of the, the bureau again. Yeah. We see a statue that we know that they keep around. Right. And then I absolutely love this because we had the question posed to you later. I was like, Abraham, do you dream? Do you dream? Yeah. And I love we just show a short 
close up, like a profile and shadow of Abe snoozing. He has a couple Z's yeah. going. And then they just use cool panel of fish and it just says, back at bureau headquarters, Abraham's, Abraham Sabium. I just said his name terrible. <laughs> Abraham Sabium dreams of fish. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's a fun contrast yeah. to the guy that he's confiding in. And it just says the end right here of like Hellboy's dreams are fucking. He, it's like a, a character who doesn't want to go to sleep because he's got to deal. He's plagued by shit. some. Yeah. By some really dark stuff. And Abe's just like, nicely. I Abe dream dreams about of fish. fish. Yeah. I have a simpler. It's yeah. It's so funny. Like that idea of like if if you've ever had like a problem where you're like, oh, I I got to like lay this out to my friend. But my friend won't understand because they have never you know, cause their dad wasn't a demon and they can't understand like they're, you know, they yeah, you have, can't relate. Yeah. So that's kind of what it made me think of first. And you'll, then, you'll try to like be sympathetic. Some people just empathize. aren't plagued by <laughs> yeah. dark pasts. <laughs> people are all the time. Yeah. Some people are. And some people dream of fish and it's, uh, it's funny. You too, always want to be the guy that dreams of fish. I mean, that would be the, that's the dream. That's the dream is to dream of fish. <laughs> Sleep so soundly. <laughs> I love it. Um, any before um, before we wrap up, any like final thoughts about this short story or favorite panels or favorite dialogue? I mean, anything? just seeing that demon is so fun and cool. Like it's he just draws demonic stuff so well, and it's so cool to to really see like a full blown hellish being, no horns cut off, fire engulfing it, crazy like runes all over the body. Like it's a really fun piece of like character and piece of art that we get to get in this little short story. I'm with you. That was the same panel I was going to say. Yeah. I think that just that reveal, it's the first we even see like a hint of what Hellboy could possibly be. Yeah. And it's encompassed with this, of course the tease of his conception and all of that. And I think that just that image sticks in my head. Yeah. Of like, Ooh, did we just see Hellboy's dad? Yeah, yeah. There's a family resemblance. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! And he's and got then... the asymmetrical horns. Like all that shit is so cool. Because that's <laughs> and... the thing. As a reader of Hellboy up to this point, you're like, uh, man, I wonder what he looked like before the horns were cut off. Yeah. Because even as a baby, his horns were cut off. So you're like, ah, shoot. I guess you never really get to see. Or wait, or, are wait, they? I think his hell, I they? think his horns are there. As they're a just child. little. Yes, they're just they're smaller, just small. but they're there. I think okay. they're definitely there. He just does. But what we know, Hellboy. I don't remember. Primarily, what we know of Hellboy is no horns, though. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so yeah, you'd get to see them in all their grandeur yeah. and, and like these crazy looking things. I mean, we haven't touched on it, but like, I mean, if that's who your dad is, everybody has the fear of them not wanting to be their dad. Yeah, yeah. You don't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There are aspects knows, of your parents that you hope don't get passed down. Exactly. To you. And being a demon who kills. <laughs> humans is probably is a big one that you'd want to avoid exactly yeah um we'd love to hear from you that's our discussion and our panel discussion for the the chained coffin um listeners we'd love to hear your thoughts on it um you definitely can do that by emailing us directly at ah crap a hellboy podcast at gmail.com you also can send us messages and tweet at us at on our Instagram at ah crap a hellboy podcast on Twitter it is at ah crap hellboy. Um, also, if you're enjoying this, please subscribe, rate, review us on i uh, Apple Podcasts or any other um, your preferred podcast app. 
Um, but before we sign off, any just from going through this and reading this, any suggestions of anything that spurs from that to tell your uh, listeners to maybe read, watch, anything? I mean, you know, uh, go to Catholic school for 12 years. No, uh, go to... Uh, <laughs> go to <laughs> what a weird thing to request our listeners to Don't do. Don't do that for the love of God. Um, no, I guess uh, it like... Um, I mean, I'd be interested to see, to like read more of the, the like Irish folktale that this is based on, but it seems to be like only like maybe some aesthetic elements were taken from the story. Like For sure. some cool visual things were maybe taken from it. So it's not like, it's not like must read. Um, yeah. Other than that, I guess just, you know, do yourself a favor and do some Googling. Totally. About I think- these biblical stories that, you know. That are always mentioned. <laughs> I want to, uh, this spurred two movies that I think I, I like and I think yeah. they're of quality. And I think I would, I would tell listeners if you haven't seen them, go out of your way. If you enjoyed, if you're enjoying Hellboy, you enjoy this sort of like gothic stuff. Um, the first one that came about just directly even inspired, like not inspired, but directly parallel to this is, did you ever see the movie, the witch? Uh yeah, the one recently where it's like yeah, like with, a year uh, too old, Black Philip and yes. all that. Yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. Uh, the tempting it did make tem- me think of that. That's uh, I'm glad you brought that up because even yeah. even the old What's lady that describes like to live deliciously that she, and yes. like all that stuff. Yeah, I think because the the movie The Witch just says it's a folklore story. Yeah. I do think it's a cool way of like it doesn't follow normal like template storytelling which works but it literally feels like they just made a a cinematic version of a folktale yeah and i love it yeah and it's haunting it's disturbing in all different ways yeah i love that movie i thought it was so cool me too and uh that movie i just think conveyed because even the goat i can't remember the name of the great the black goat right philip or yeah it's like the old lady I think on her deathbed describes who she saw was the form of a goat came to her. Yeah. It's very like, Ooh, that tell that, that sort of specific has been passed on through ages of a goat. The first time it's got a bad rap. I love it. (laughs) And then the antichrist, um, aspect of him being conceived by a, a, a human woman, quite possibly. Yeah. Is what they're hinting at here. Um, Reminds me of Rosemary's Baby. Oh, yeah. A yeah. very creepy-ass movie Yeah, um, by a horrible man. By director, a terrible, terrible man. A terrible director <laughs> who is a great director at one who point. Who unfortunately made an awesome movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, that movie's tone inspired Get Out. I think it's a movie worth watching because yeah. Oh, yeah, it is like seen. tonally, it build, it's about like an antichrist, but it's really just leading the, all the creepy... Yeah. How uncomfortable you are throughout that entire and movie. And like just falling into something too. Like I think the idea of like an innocent person falling into this kind of like, like I don't think anybody sees the devil and is like, I want to be evil. Like people like fall into temptation and they want other things. And s- sometimes they'll go to like horrible lengths to get it. And like in this situation, it would be like making a contract with like making a literal contract with the devil or yeah. like, um, denying God or whatever. But I mean, I think that like really at the core of it, it's more about like compromising something like something compromising morals. Yeah. Compromising yeah. what you thought you established was like, I would never do this, but like what makes you end up, what makes you end up doing something you thought you would never do. And uh, yeah, that stuff is so interesting. And it's cool about the, like, cause Hellboy doesn't want to be evil. And I, you know, I, I'm very excited to see, like you were saying, 
people make the case for him. Like people try to tempt him. And I want to see like, what would ever make somebody do something do like destroy the world or yeah. Well, I'm excited um, to continue going <laughs> yeah. forward with you, Kate. Yeah. Um, listeners, we want to thank you again for tuning in. Um, we'll see you in our next episode. will be our last episode of our season one. Um, so we're excited for that. Um, thank you again for listening. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I don't know why there's a big pause there because I pointed to Kate. But uh, see you next drink time. Coffee. Oh. <laughs> drink coffee. Drink coffee. We Rebel is back for season two. I'm Emily. And I'm James. And this season, we're interviewing guests who are tackling issues from education reform and voting rights. To women in the military and even saving the environment one pig at a time. You'll have to tune in to understand that last part. So subscribe now and join the rebellion. Campfire.